This is Pucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. Kaylee, they got enough, uh, another tough one. Yeah, we do. Coming up Thursday night, one day off, back on the ice. Uh, and Kaylee and I will have some breakdowns for you from morning skate tomorrow. But with that said, it's time to dive into a storm watch. Mm-hmm. Hurricanes versus some thunder and lightning. This is a fun storm watch. This is a fun storm watch. Yeah, it, it really plays into <laughs> the storm of it all. So the Hurricanes are third place in the Metro Division right now. They have 13.6 wins, two losses. Casey, they've had a few really close games the last few mm-hmm. games um, because while they do uh, have six wins, their last two wins on the 29th and the 31st were overtime wins and then even a shootout win mm-hmm. um, against Washington, against the Capitals. So a lot of close games against the 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 hurricanes um you know these 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 games are you know four three wins or um two 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 wins with the shootout right um they had another overtime win um excuse me uh overtime loss where it was a three two loss um they started off their season only allowing three goals and three games. So very defensively stout and strong. Um, but then, then they played Edmonton and gave up six goals more than they had, you know, double what they had given up in the three games to start the season. Um, so I think that there is an opportunity because while the Hurricanes defense did start very strong and very efficient, mm-hmm. um, they've given up a lot of goals here in the last little bit. Um, like I said, the Edmonton was able to score six on them, and that's how they won. Um, the Islanders put six up on them, and and that's and the Islanders beat them six two in that game. So I think that there is something that plays into what the Lightning are doing well right now is they're getting a lot of shots on net. They're getting a lot of timely shots um, and they're scoring really well. Um, And I know John Cooper always says it's not about how many goals you get in. It's how many goals you keep out. I still want this defense to play soundly. However, the fact that if you're able to get up uh, a few goals, like if you're able to get three, four goals, you have you're putting yourself in a really good chance to beat this Hurricanes team. Yeah, and a lot of really good points, Kaylee. This is a talented team, um, probably one of the most even killed teams in terms of defending and attacking that they're going to face in the last few weeks. Here, um, a big thing that I notice when taking a look at the Hurricanes team and and their losses and their wins here recently is the fact that they can take a game all the way through three periods and and fight till that last minute. So a big thing for the Lightning is they can't have a let-up period. Um, They have to have that fast start. If they don't get that fast start, then they can't, you know, they're going to be playing very hard for all three periods. There can't be a let-up in the second. There can't be a chase in the third. So for them, it's going to take, you know, one of my key points here is the fact that they have to have way better 
puck management, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, The puck management that they had versus Ottawa last night was extremely rough. That was contributing to the turnover opportunities that they were getting. And then it kind of goes back to what you and I talked about here on pucks and bolts um, about one of the practices that they had where they needed to keep their lines tight in order to have the best communication possible. And what Ottawa did that the hurricanes can also do is cause the lines to play so spread out from one another that it disrupts their communication. It causes bad puck management. They get a lot of interrupted passes because not everything was bad puck management. The next thing is the fact that there was a lot of, um, their passing lanes were getting interrupted so easily. And I think a lot of that had to do with the distance between the players working up the ice together, if you will. Hurricanes have speed um, Mm. and they have about three key players that are very physical. And depending on what lines they're, they're working within, you're going to have that speedster that you're trying to manage and contain, but you're also going to have that physical guy that's going to try to eliminate you from the game, from the lineup, if you will. So they're going to have a very, even attack on their hands here to manage, which could be a good thing because versus Ottawa is too many penalties, too much power play time. And here they're probably going to have more of a chance to maybe get that average of, you know, three, four power plays in a game, if you will, um, two, three penalty kills, if you will, depending on, you know, whether they get flustered by the physicality, the hurricanes can contribute there, but for the biggest thing for them is going to be touching back on cleaning up that face-off circle, especially in power plays. You can't have a man advantage and be losing in face-offs and giving them an opportunity to score those sh- shorthanded goals. So definitely what you said, Kaylee, they've got to get points on the board. They've got to do it as early as possible. But in order to get those points on the board, they've got to be able to handle the puck, handle the passing lanes, and very much communicate and keep their structure regardless of the speed that this team is going to apply. They're not as much the team that I would say, watch out for the physicality. There's just so much speed here between Ajo, Svechnikov. Um, they cause a problem. Yeah, no, they, they they really, really do. And you mentioned a few of the guys that are guys that you have to watch. Um, I know you're going to get into some of those problematic players, but Sebastian Ajo has played very well against the lightning in the past. And so he mm-hmm. is a guy right now. He has 10 points on the season. Um, he he's playing well. Um, he's, he, he has five, uh, excuse me. He has four goals, six assists. He's a playmaker out there. He's a guy that's getting things going that, you know, with, the, with those six assists, um, he, he kind of facilitates things a little bit. Um, and so he's a guy that, and, and again, you've probably heard his name quite a bit over the last few years because he's oh, yeah. played well. Um, and these are young guys. They skate, like you said, they skate fast, they skate well. Um, and it's just one of those things where this team has to really be able to defend. This is going to be a really strong test for this defense. Hopefully Victor Hedman can be back. Otherwise this defense will have to continue to be mentally tough and really step things up. So I mentioned Sebastian Ajo, Casey, but I know that you have a handful of problematic players. Who do we need to watch out for? My favorite way to geek out. Okay. So our problematic players versus the Carolina Hurricanes. First and foremost, we're going back to that center position. Um, we've got Martin Natchez. The thing that stood out with me with, with Martin on this team is the fact that not only does he have five goals, eight assists, and 13 points, it's his eight minutes in the penalty box and his 52.5% in the faceoff. So kind of touching back 
on the fact of what a player like that statistically can do. He's quick, but he does have that physical element to his game. He's somebody who can try to outmuscle you either in the middle of the ice or try to get you along the boards there. We saw the Senators really kind of force this team to play along the boards and continue to keep them from the center of the ice. And when they did, they got a little bit flustered. So um, Martin is the first problematic player I would mention because he has that speed, he has that physicality, and he has that face-off circle success to an extent, if you will. The next one Everybody knows this name the minute that you talk about the Hurricanes. It's Andrei Svetsnikov. Here's the thing. Eight goals, two assists, ten points, plus one, and four penalty minutes so far. So he's not the guy that's going to go out there and try to pester you. He's really just going to try to outplay you. And from the minute that he started suiting up for the Hurricanes, he has been noted as one of the most skilled players out there. So he's one of those tricksters. He has got great puck management, if you will. Um, Letting him be anywhere near your goalie is going to be an issue. So it's going to be minimizing his time. In, um, in 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 the Hurricanes Ozone, if you will, because the more time that he has there, he does great with screening. He does great with working in tight spaces, um, and it shows, and he loves to shoot the puck. He's got like 33 shots on goal so far throughout the season, so Svechnikov is definitely one of the key problematic players that you want to look out for. Um, he's also making franchise history over there in Carolina. Uh, he's the second player in franchise history to score eight goals through Carolina's first nine games, so that just tells you how hot he is on that scoring streak there. Kayla already mentioned it, so I won't go too far into it, but Sebastian Ajo, um, Broke down the stats there. Something to keep in mind. Aho is fast and Aho is physical and Aho is somebody who's going to piss you off and try to fluster you and get those four on four opportunities or, you know, make it costly for your team. So Sebastian Aho, everything Kaylee said, and then some, another guy who will try to make you pay in the face off circle with a 56.4%. And then as if those names were not familiar enough, Kaylee. As if we haven't heard enough to watch out for and be prepared for. Brent Burns is a name that everybody knows. And um, I actually enjoyed watching Burns play over for the San Jose Sharks. I think he was a key asset to them having any sort of success over there. What makes him dangerous as a defenseman is he is that offensive defenseman. He's a big body. He's already got two goals for the season, five assists, seven points, eight penalty minutes, but he's second on this Carolina roster for shots on goal. Um, He has 34 shots on goal. So that just goes to show that he's going to continue ripping that puck forward, creating opportunities in their tight contest versus the Capitals. It was one of his long shots that um, I want to say Nason got just tipped into the goal there. So he sets up his forwards that create a lot of screening opportunities and a lot of pressure. It's Brett Burns that really helps them get into those tight spaces from how he conducts himself from the blue line. So definitely somebody you want to pay attention to because he's going to have that physical element, but he's also going to try to contribute offensively. And then just for uh, broadening the spoke a little bit, um, Stefan Nason, somebody to keep an eye on. He had key assists versus the Capitals. And then, you know, depending on how their line structure and whatnot, where the speed goes, where the physicality goes, these are probably the top players that I would say could be problematic for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And if they can contain them or at least not allow these players to get them out of their structure, then we're looking at a good game here between the Bolts and the Hurricanes and the Hurricanes visiting Amelie Arena, giving that home advantage once more. Hopefully that that works in their favor. 
<clears throat> yeah, exactly. And and the Hurricanes are a team that the Lightning has played uh, a, a lot um, over the last few years um, because of the one COVID year whenever they they were playing them quite a bit. So, uh, Casey, we're going to get straight into your keys. What did the Lightning need? To, we, we listed off the problematic players. What do the Lightning need to do to get the win? Uh, the first thing that I would say for Casey's keys versus this uh, Carolina matchup is going to be the puck management and those passing lanes. They have to figure out a way to have cleaner passing lanes. Um, and I don't know. I don't understand. I, again, it's funny because not to keep touching back on the Senators game, but one of the first things Coach Cooper said is that he's just going to have to take a day to digest that. And I think all of us do. But like I said, what I saw a lot of was the passing lanes being interrupted, bad passing, bad puck management. So my first key going up against Carolina, who has speed, is going to be that puck management and those passing lanes. They will really make the Lightning pay for it if they have no clean passing lanes and if they're not functioning as a team to work up the ice there. Uh, my second key is going to be those turnovers in the D zone. They had way too many turnovers in the D zone for a team that didn't even have half the speed that Carolina is about to bring to Amelie Arena. So turnovers are going to be an absolute no for this team. Um, they're going to have to be more in that giveaway category or column, if you will, than the takeaway column. And that comes with communication for these defensive players. Whether you have Victor Hedman or not, you can't be you can't be so scattered and, and let up such opportunities in front of a great goaltender like Vasilevsky. So my second key is no turnovers in the D zone. Handle that. My third one is touching back on that four checking. I mentioned that any team that can bring superior or severe, if you will, physicality to this team, keep them along the boards, that's where your forechecking is going to come in hand. Uh, the Senators, they spent a lot of time in their D zone, and that's where the Bolts would have needed to step up forechecking-wise to create those opportunities to land more goals. Um, Carolina is another team that, again, that even distribution of speed and physicality, if you will, not as much physicality, but those two key players that are going to try to make them pay for it is where their forechecking is going to have to come in strong. So my third key is just getting that forechecking back to where it was maybe two, three games ago. Um, that'll really help this team out a lot. And then my fourth key is go back to what coach Cooper had you guys working on last week. You got to keep those lines tight so that you can keep the communication crisp and you guys can work up and down along the ice in a, in a more suitable fashion for everybody. That first line can't be the only team that's starting or the only part of the team that's getting those reads uh, that's playing tight together. That's starting to understand and work off one another. So the second line, third line, fourth line have to find a way to play tight play in there together. And my fourth key, that might be kind of, or my next key, my last key might be kind of different than typically where I go with keys. Um, I think Ross Colton needs to be set up better. You saw him kind of getting a little flustered in last night's game and they know that Colton likes to score. I think it's getting a better understanding of where that sweet spot is for him, how to set him up for success there on the ice, the same way that you know where and how to set up Stamkos or where and how to set up Nikita Kucherov. I think that there needs to be more of an effort mentally to figure out what's the sweet spot for Ross Colton so we can set him up for success so that he can start getting more shots on goal. So keys uh, to success there. Face-off is always a part of it, if you will. Mm -hmm. They've got to step up the face-off percentage, especially in power plays. You cannot be working against yourself in a power play opportunity. And it did start in that face-off circle in the second and third period versus the Senators. So those are Casey's keys while the Bolts get ready to take on a tough 
opponent uh, in the Carolina Hurricanes. We know that this is always an interesting game, always a tight game. Um, a lot of tensions rising, but I think they'll manage after the mental discipline that they just showed versus the Senators team. Yeah, I agree 100%. So Pugs and Bolts fans, be sure to follow along at Pucks and Bolts. Uh, we will have so much more for you there. Uh, Casey and I go to games, so we have behind-the-scenes coverage. We go to practices, so you can find all of that there at Pucks and Bolts. <clears throat> you can all, also check out the podcast, Pucks and Bolts, wherever you get your podcasts. But be sure to download the Odyssey app because that's the best place to find Pucks and Bolts. Uh, so download the Odyssey app. Search for Pucks and Bolts. Turn on the auto-download button anytime we have a new episode. It will roll straight into your phone and into your ears, breaking down this Lightning team and preparing you for upcoming action. I'm Kaylee Mizell. You can follow me at Kaylee Mizell. She's Casey Hudson. You can follow her at The Sports Case. That's K-A-S-E. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time.